Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Health Renewed podcast with Christy, and that is me. I am Christy. Well, I am so excited about this podcast. I spoke with Daniel, and he's from the... Uh, where is he from, Christy? That's a good question. Not the lion's den. No, I'm sorry. The Heart of Tradition. I don't know why I couldn't think of it all of a sudden. Okay, he's from the Heart of Tradition, and he's speaking about magnesium, and it's very, very powerful. And so many of us, you'd be surprised how many of us are actually deficient. I'm not saying you are. Don't freak out. But you could be. You maybe want to freak out. No. And honestly, it's it's just something that I love and I'm excited to share this with you. I had so many takeaways and I hope that when you listen to this, you find a lot of takeaways too. Enjoy. But before we get started, we always like to start with a disclaimer. So fasten your seatbelts because we're going to disclaim away. My Health Renewed Podcast is here for entertainment purposes only. My Health Renewed Podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, cure any disease or condition. It is not intended to substitute for the advice, treatment, or diagnostic of a qualified licensed professional. My Health Renewed Podcast is not making any medical diagnostic claims or be a substitute for your personal physician care. My Health Renewed Podcast does not provide a second opinion or in any way attempt to alter the treatment plans or therapeutic goals, recommendations of your personal physician. The information and opinions expressed on My Health Renewed Podcast, including my website, post blogs, recordings, videos, programs, books, etc., etc., are for entertainment purposes only. You are listening to my Health Renew podcast, and be sure to check the bottom of the notes because Daniel was so kind to leave us with a discount, guys. He gave us a discount code. So I hope you love his products as much as I do. And well, without further ado, let's get started. I'll let him tell you all about it. Hey, Daniel, it's great to have you on here. I'm very honored to have you here and share what you do with everybody, all the listeners. I wanna first start off with explaining how we met. I don't know if you remember, but you were here at a health fair. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that. Do you remember it was over here in, it was somewhere, yeah. it might've been Fort Worth or something. And I was there and I was looking around like, okay, nothing really stood out to me. And then I saw you. And honestly, I saw everything about magnesium. I had heard so much about magnesium just before that. So I gravitated to you immediately and talking to you, I could just tell you were very knowledgeable in what you do. And you explained it so well. And so here you can see, I actually have your product right here and I've been using it and I love it. So to me, it's just an honor to have you on here and get to talk about magnesium and the power behind it. So thank you, Daniel. And I'm going to go ahead and have you introduce yourself, your expertise and share that with my listeners. Yes. Thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, my expertise, I guess. You know, I'm a naturopath. I did go to school for that for three and a half years in France. I kind of feel some of my specialties are more food and nutrition because I feel like the French are kind of the masters of food in a way. And the vitamin combinations that they're able to provide in all of these meals and all these, like, once you study this stuff, you realize that the reason they're not deficient over there is because they have just such a rich culture with food. And so I started to just like, I kind of had my hands full trying to learn about, it took me years to extract that system because it was so rich. And so I feel like some of my specialties are more in food and understanding deeper levels of deficiency. 
through foodways and traditions and things like that. But then on top of that, as a naturopath, I started to develop the magnesium side because I realized that that was probably the biggest deficiency out there. I mean, they called it the deficiency of the century. And so I was like, well, let's just start with the first one, you know, the biggest one, and we'll see what we can do after that. And so starting there and just being so close in Europe to this enormous source in underneath the North Sea, which is this enormous block of clear stone called the Zechstein. And so being that close and having all that culture, I mean, in the French system, you can, the security system, the social security system there, the health system they have as part of it, they will send you to these different waters around France. And so this one for rheumatism, this one for psoriasis or this one for, you know, and a lot of their health system doesn't attract me. But that part, I was like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And, and so, do they do that like now? Like they still send people still? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and awesome. it's still reimbursed and it's still a part of it. They have a closer connection to those waters and some of that history. And so I was able to kind of just feel my way into this whole topical transdermal magnesium thing, which ended up becoming a lot of research into the Greeks and all these other things that followed and how all these waters of history had different properties. Yes, some of them had lithium, a lot of them had sulfur, most of them had magnesium, and magnesium being probably the key element in most of them, and sulfur. And so trying to figure out what all of these little deficiencies, how they were being covered by ancient civilizations and how they were able to overcome their stuff through deficiencies with these types of supplements, even though they're not supplements, like they're not carryable, but they had a way of doing it. And so it just opened up that whole channel. So this is the whole, my specialties ended up becoming threefold, I guess, in that way, the magnesium, uh, you know, people are calling me Mr. Magnesium now. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not a doctor. You know, well, it's not Dr. Magnesium, you know, <laughs> but it's just like, and I don't really take the fully overly scientific approach either. I do take a lot of science into what I'm doing, but I like to find if I can something that's much more palpable for people to understand about something like, for example, with magnesium, when I stumbled onto the key, I sometimes tell people what's the most important thing to remember about magnesium. And I'm like, flexibility. That's what, if there's one thing you remember about it, that's it. Because if you break down what it really does, like from the mortar and the bricks, like calcium being the bricks and the mortar being magnesium, like that kind of movement, how it rounds the edges. And then you go down into like the cells and how that was with the nerves, how it makes them more pliable. And then you get down to the blood, even the discocytes and how that shape there and how it offloads oxygen. That's all that stickiness of offloading that oxygen is all done through magnesium. So real quick, because I've always had a, just when you said flexibility, I've always had a dream to do the splits, but I, I cannot seem to fully achieve the splits. Is that kind of what you're talking about, right? Flexibility? Like, can I put it on and, and yeah, eventually? I don't, I don't know if it's going to make you do the splits, but in the cellular level, yes, the flexibility is a key of how it works because when something is flexible, it breathes. And it can't breathe without flexibility. That's the nature connected. So oxygen and flexibility are connected. And so magnesium is connected perfectly to oxygen through all of this. So the magnesium allows for greater oxygenation. Like just when I was telling you the offloading of oxygen and the stickiness of that platelet, like our whatever disco site, whatever it's like a little donut kind of looking thing, like that stickiness there is how it offloads the oxygen. That's how we get oxygen. And all of that, if it's too sticky or if it's not sticky enough, that changes the whole 
game on if you can get oxygen. And so magnesium plays a role not only in the stickiness, but also in the formation of the plate discocyte itself. Like it does, it's the flexibilizer, I know that's not a word, but of all the tissues. It just allows for a flexible, better nerves that are more flexible, less injury, all this kind of stuff. And so our ancestors had much, I mean, we say we live longer, so we're better or whatever, but they passed on the right genetics, unlike we, us, you know, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if they, you know, but the thing is, we didn't, you know, we weren't slaves either, like one third of the Roman Empire was a slave. I mean, it was a different time, but at the same time, like that flexibility is what creates your teeth. That's what gives them, they'd be brittle otherwise, right? So they're flexible, so they're stronger. And so if you imagine that time through the whole system of the body, magnesium is there built all through it. So you can have active deficiency, which is like the viscosity and some of those things that are happening now. And then you have structural deficiency, which is like seven years ago when you weren't taking enough mag. <clears throat> and what would that did to certain layers? more inflammatory, more this, more that. And so over the time of doing this right, you can heal the body and become stronger and more flexible. Wow. And what that means is you age a little different than your fellows and you reconnect with why the Greeks and Romans and all these other cultures were obsessed by all this. Uh, yeah. Even our founding fathers, they were doing all these waters, like Jefferson's got tons of diaries about this stuff. No, it helps <laughs> so, you, it helps with anti-aging. So I should just like, bathe in this every day basically i need to move over there and just bathe in this and i i can be 17 again 21 again maybe well maybe it'll just keep your it'll keep you at the optimum level on the magnesium side of the formula there's other pieces to your deficiency like k2 and there's other realities that can't be just done by magnesium <laughs> one and one. Okay. but you know the magnesium side because it's so essential it's the only deficiency that when you heal it it heals all the other deficiencies oh wow really yeah yeah, yeah it doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're all healed like fully. You still are deficient in those things, but it's the only one that moves them all up. Mm. And that's and that's because of optimization, reuptake, and how it works in the body. And so yeah, mag is a big one. And and staying high mag throughout your whole life cycle is probably a smart idea, especially since it'll probably only cost you a couple bucks a month to do it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's definitely worth it. I actually had took a couple of questions from people. I asked them about, okay, what do you want to know about magnesium? And so they gave me a list of questions and one of them wanted to know, is there any nutrient that magnesium works best with? So when you are taking magnesium, is there anything that you would recommend to take with it that will help boost it to be more efficient in your body? I would say that if you are taking internal, then there's a lot of things to worry about there with the with the B6 and calcium, well, not calcium, but more so B6 and other factors like B vitamins and things that also help with magnesium. They all work together with the other B vitamins. But when you're going through the skin, it doesn't mean that you don't need to think of those items in your food chain, of course, your food supply, but you don't have to take them with it at that time coming through the skin. It's a different factor. I will say that it's probably a good idea to go out and find some sulfur baths too, you know, oh. and do some of that too as part of your exploration once a year. Like I went up to Montana in a place called Quinn's, which not a lot of people know about. It's the bomb and it's in the mountains and you go up there and it's just that sulfur and you feel like a million dollars coming out of there. So I would say adding a little of the sulfur reality to it. Yeah, that would be smart. But as far as needing something to get this to happen, no. What they're realizing is that magnesium is the 
efficient piece of the formula. There's actually been, and this is kind of controversial, but there's actually a lot of people now who stopped doing the magnesium calcium thing that everybody told them to do. Because they're they're realizing that the mag is still the missing piece here, not the calcium. And so they keep messing it up by adding more calcium. Now, I'm not saying for all situations, but I'm saying in general, it's the mag. It's not the calcium. And so we got a lot of calcification issues happening in the body. They're calling it arthritis. They're calling it all Mm. sorts of stuff. They're even calling it a heart attack, but they blamed it on cholesterol. Now they're realizing it has a, a calcification part to this whole formula. And so- we need the mag to shut that down and the vitamin D of course too, but we need the mag to help shut that down and, and get that on track. And we're not there yet. So for me, throwing a bunch of calcium pills in the body, I did not, I'm not for it. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, anyway. yeah I, I was reading from some book the other day and it was talking about how a lot of people, they would have a lot of joint pain, all that stuff. And so they'd say, take more calcium. So they'd take more calcium, but the calcium was just making it worse and worse. And what, they were needing was magnesium. And then some people, I hear people say a one-in-one ratio. I mean, how do you even, you know, but if you did that, you would have to take an internal. And I've heard people say, when you take the pills internal, you only absorb about 1% of it anyways, when it comes to magnesium. Is that sound familiar? Well, yeah, four six percent, yeah, something like that. I mean, maybe eight percent, maybe ten. The, the glycinate thirteen, fourteen, maybe. But you're still low. Mm. You know, you're not getting what's written there. But I'm also of the same thing. I feel like the ratio things are way off, and that in a perfect world, maybe. But there's a lot of studies that show that magnesium is actually the missing piece. It's the one that's needed the most. And so I would worry more about that. You never have like the reverse thing happening. Oh my, he's got too much magnesium. The calcium doesn't know what to do. No, no, that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. So so that's why I always (laughs) say it's better to air that direction than the other direction. Because that other direction is like, oh, no, there's no more calcium floating around anywhere. Oh, uh, okay. What's the problem with that? I mean, unless you're having a calcium deficient diet and you have all sorts of other, you know, I'm trying to think that we're in the general traditional foods diet here you know, organic and all these other things and whatever else farmers market, I kind of go beyond this stuff because I, I feel like I need to talk to the person like what's in the eggs. Did you use any soy? I go further, but once you kind of know what you're doing, a lot of stuff can be found online and you can order a lot of things. I order from Russia, Russian butter, uh, German butter. I type all sorts of stuff and I get all sorts of interesting stuff. We're in that new world now, I guess, where people can just order things to their home. And like I used to order from the Amish, you know, I would do a lot of stuff through that. I know a lot of people still do that. And so there's just a lot of little places you can go and get things that just have to be creative. Back to magnesium though, real quick, just a couple of things on your website. You give a lot of information on the benefits of magnesium. And that was one of the questions that so many people had. They didn't understand the benefits. They want to know all what magnesium does. And you mentioned mm-hmm. that it had an effect almost more than 700. If I remember right, it was 750 known processes in the body. And yeah. you mentioned different things such as helping with restoring sleep. And I was curious when it talks about restoring sleep, is that like the quality? Is magnesium going to give you quality sleep or just help you fall asleep? Well, the thing is, sleep is complicated. And so it would be great if magnesium would just solve your sleep issues. But typically, sleep is much more 
complicated than that. And so sleep problems are multifactorial, just like cancer and everything else, very complex. And so you have to start with the mag deficiency anyway. You kind of have to start there and knock out the deficiencies so you're able to troubleshoot better. And then the second level of that is the tryptophan deficiency. And so the first one would be, of course, magnesium, getting that right. And then the second one would be the tryptophan. And the tryptophan is hard to find for people. Hmm. When I was in France, do you know what people would do? And I, I'd never thought of it. I call it macro hacks. They would eat a chicken every Sunday, like a roasted chicken, right? And every Sunday they would eat a chicken. So what does that do? Well, it brings tryptophan to the system. They sleep better and it's a long-term game thing. Yeah. Mm. It was like a roasted chicken, you know, and so, but then I realized, well, their chickens are better. Like, like something's going on here. Like I'm not getting the drug anymore in these chickens. Uh-huh. What are they doing? Then I realized they're feeding them all soy. Oh, right. <laughs> I remember so, hearing that. Right. So like the drug is harder to get sometimes. And so mm-hmm. then I started going to farmer's market or I'd type soy free chicken once again online and I'd find another element. And so I started to get the right birds. And once I got the right birds and then I started doing it on a weekly basis, once again, I started sleeping better. That's the tryptophan, the tradition, like there's these little things that almost look innocent, but if they're built in, then there's a, something starts to happen. Now, of course, these are slower than like, I need help now. Okay. There's tons of pills and things people can take to kind of get through a pinch, but like establishing, and then there's probably, you know, mental health and there's all sorts of worlds when it comes to sleep. And then definitely the computer. I mean, people sleep with Wi-Fi. I always tell them, I was like, go buy like a $5 socket timer at Home Depot and just turn off your Wi-Fi at night when you're asleep. Just make it automatically turn everything off. Right. You know, it's very cheap. And then it'll just be on when you wake up in the morning. So just little things. I don't try to be like magnesium cures all things. And I find it can be very helpful for about 40% of people with sleep. But the other, nah. Yeah, and yeah. so I tell them, yeah, I tell them they have to like those others have to like figure out this deeper vein, but they still have to not be deficient in magnesium either, and and then go down the pipeline. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I'll share a quick story with you, real quick. So the other day I was hanging out with my friend Ashley, and we were just hanging. Out. I bought this new book, and I was like, "You have to come read this book with me." It was about face structure and studying it and how it affects different parts of your organs, stuff like that. So, anyways, we were studying this, reading this book, and then somehow we got onto magnesium. And she was like, "Oh, someone told me that most people are magnesium deficient." She goes, I don't know which kind of magnesium to take. And so I started telling her about your product, right? Mm-hmm. And because I, I love your product. And so I was telling her about the heart of tradition and I actually had your product with me. And I was like, oh, wait, Ashley, I got to show you this. So I pulled it out of my bag and I showed her it. And then I was like, you need to try some. And so we started putting your magnesium all over us. Like we did, we were just like spraying it and putting all over us. So then we went back to the book and started reading the book and all of a sudden, I mean, I could tell an immediate calmness come over me. And then I know this sounds crazy, but I started slurring my words because I was getting tired. I was like, I'm actually getting kind of sleepy. And so I was like, Ashley, you're going to need to read this. And then she took it and then she was like, oh, no, I feel really calmed and relaxed, too. I don't think I want to read this. And so we were just like, let's just relax for a moment. And and really, immediately we felt a difference, just a huge relaxation come over our body just from putting that magnesium all over us. And so we kind of laughed at it later just thought it was hilarious. But now she just loves your product too. And yeah, yeah. And so I just love that. And I was like, oh, I should be putting this on every time before I go to sleep. For me, that I think it'd be very helpful. 
And so, but I was also reading more stuff on your list. Some people even use it for tooth pain or really? something. Well, they'll use it in the mouth for like cavity root canal, like a dental thing, like tooth pain, like really intense, like bacterial colony, all this stuff. And it, it's really powerful. It gives you like this numb, like your whole jaw gets numb if you leave wow. it for 20 minutes and then you spit everything out and then they sleep better. Like this one woman was like, oh, it makes me, I was like, well, it's true that if it sits anywhere for 20 minutes, it's going to go in and it'll do the same effect. Interesting. I know when I would have tooth pain, I had a bag of minerals I would brush my teeth with. And no one told me to do this, but literally my pain would go away. And wow. so I'm going to have to try that if I ever, if that ever occurs again, I'll be like, yeah. okay. If there's pain, it's really powerful. I always tell people for pain, it can be interesting. I even have a woman like, and I tell people stuff, but we're not really, not technically allowed to tell people certain things, right, but right. like, because I, because the way I use it may be different, but I've had like ear infections and I've put it in there, like few drops. Mm. I've had pink eye conjunctivitis or whatever it's called. Yeah. And I've put it in my eye. And oh, like that just, sounds painful actually. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, but, but I was like not opening, like I, I would barely open like that. And okay. then you saw that stinging as soon as you could, you know? And so, and I don't recommend other people to do that. But what I'm telling you is that the pink eye never manifested. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Cause I was like, pour it in your eye. That would, that yeah. sounds painful. You wouldn't think to pour it in your eye. And I wouldn't tell people to do that naturally. They could even take like, you know, you can always make like a water base where you drink a little, put a lot of it in water and make sure it's not too bitter. And you can put that in an eye bath. If you can taste it, then it's okay for your eyes, you know? So um, I have a friend who has a lot of nerve pain. She's been struggling with a lot of stuff, but she just uncontrollable nerve pain that medicine hasn't even been able to help stop. And so would this be something that would be beneficial for nerve pain or is it just for soreness pain? Nerves in general, like, I mean, the thing about the whole CBD movement is that what they don't understand sometimes, and I love some of the movement, but is that CBD does not provide structure. Mm. And you need structure too. And so what happens is this provides a structure to the nerve. And so that structure will structure the nerve over time, boring, but that's what has to happen. And then that's how we start enhancing and changing and modifying and getting. So it's like, you need the slow game. Like it does help with viscosity pretty quickly. So that can help with some of the nerve pain, but the longer and medium term game is where the person is going to start building out the structure a little better. Mm. And then there's going to be a little more flexibility and less pain through structural changes. And so that's kind of the longer term game, but it can be nerves can move a little quicker than, you know, bones or whatever. I mean, within a year, you can affect a lot of areas with kind of just staying with it. Hmm. Someone asked me to ask you, because I sent out a list of people who had questions. They wanted to know cramping. They cramp all the time, hand cramps, leg cramps, calves, a lot of cramping. And of course they want to know if it was related to lack of magnesium if that could benefit them. They wanted me to present that to you. Yeah. Well, that's one of our biggest selling points is cramps. Is it cramps? Yeah. I mean, even young women who come from menstrual cramps, any type of cramp. Cramping is basically detoxification. I mean, like the menstrual cramps are perfect because you can almost see, you can, you understand what it's trying to detoxify something. But in a normal cramp, you forget that's the same thing. And so it's trying always to detoxify something and get something out, la la acid residue or, or endocrine disruptor or heavy metal or whatever kind of like lactic acid or whatever's in there. 
and it's trying to push it through. And a lot of times uh, we do end up getting some of these, the resolution through the skin too. Like things get pushed out. They're finding when they sweat, those athletes, they find magnesium compounds and plastics compounds oh, wow. in, in their sweat. So, I mean, the body pushes it out. I think that cramps is like definitely on the anything, even spasm and that whole spasmophilic tendency, all restless legs, all blepharospasm, all those worlds were how we used to diagnose magnesiophilic people, people who are, are had more need for magnesium. And so this is the old medical terms around the beginning of magnesium deficiencies was through this spasm. Kind of, so there's definitely a connection there. Now, yes, of course, potassium and, you know, coconut water and all these other things where you can get potassium high in the body and things, but mag is definitely there. Yeah. As a naturopathic, uh, you know that it's not just one thing, it's multiple things. And magnesium is one of those things where it's very, very powerful on the body and has many benefits, but they were curious if you could take too much and what would be the side effects. And like you mentioned earlier, you're saying it would be different from putting it on topically to taking it orally. I feel like the, you, this answers another one of your questions you asked me in the questionnaire before about the 1% being stored in the blood. And mm -hmm. so yes, magnesium isn't stored in the blood. There's only about 1% of it there. The rest of it's stored in the teeth and the soft tissue and nerve. It's built into us, right? And so 45% of it's in the soft tissue, but it's all over the place. And it doesn't mean that the blood won't show you something about the reality. It'll reflect pathology, but optimization, no. And how you optimize a patchwork deficiency? No. And how you test for such a deficiency? No. It would be an expensive test. And it's not something that's foreign to medicine. They do it in surgery. They just don't do it in a typical blood test. But in surgery, they always do these types of things locally. And they know what they're doing there. They even test the heart. Before you have heart surgery, they have to test if you have magnesium deficiency in your heart. So mm. you think they test the blood? Nope. They test the tongue because the tongue mirrors the other soft tissue here. So they know already that this, the blood is not the best way to get truth around these things. It'll just teach you about pathology basically, but it won't show you how to optimize the system. And then I guess to your question of, of too much, the body will like, especially through the skin, here's the thing. It's, this is like a bad business model sometimes because my product is there for like the first year you go through five or 10 bottles. That's what I did. I'm just telling you my story. I went through five or 10 bottles in one year and I go through about two bottles maximum a year now. You know how much this costs me? Like nothing a dollar a week. It doesn't cost anything anymore. And that's kind of the, the bad business model, but this, the way magnesium works is that you need to build it up in that first year. That's the most important or however long it takes you to get to that whatever level. And it stores on the layers of the bone. And then the body uses it to build back out your structure for up to six to seven years, a little bit like a Rolex watch. It mm. stores it and it uses it as it needs it. And so there's a lot of knowledge, like you could say, oh, you don't have any proof of this. Well, they all know about the hydroxyapatite layer of the bone that stores magnesium. And then the, that's where the body uses that, that core magnesium. You know, sometimes when people have magnesium deficiency, they go, why am I always drinking all these pickles? And why am I always drinking this, that, and the other? And it's like, well, yeah, because you're deficient and your body's trying to break down the layer of that bone. Mm, with that acidity, wow. that acidity, it's going to use that to get that out. So it's going to keep, but I mean, the consequences, you have to be run acid, acidic. So it'd be better if you had that covered. And so what it is, is just 
building that up and then over time yes if you keep doing it and doing it eventually i just feel like it, you kind of intuitively start doing it less i don't have a tingle anymore anyway at the same time there's just a certain amount it's really the first year knocking out a, a little sizable quantity that's the most important and so you know you could say oh man that's not really he healthy for you to build a model on that, but it's just being honest with people. This is how this thing works. And there's plenty of fish out there that need to figure this out. So it's a huge, the magnesium sphere is still 3% of people are on this. Mm, you know, we're wow. still a small sphere, especially topical. Like, mm, yeah. I definitely want to get into about your product particularly, but I am going to ask you one more question about magnesium in relation to, you mentioned aluminum, that it's like it's kryptonite. And so I was kind of curious about how does that exactly work and where are we getting all this aluminum from? Do uh, most Americans have a lot of aluminum, would you say? And it's really good for taking out metals and stuff, magnesium? Yeah. And if you look back at history, if you go through like the Roman Empire, they, they would create salt, right? They would mine for salt. They were able to like, they weren't going as deep as we're going now. I mean, they have healthier salt too. And that salt, when you create salt, there's a byproduct called bittern. And the bittern is basically like my product. It's a, it's a bitter, it's called bittern actually that one of the like nomenclatures of magnesium chloride. And so that product that was used in the Roman times to clean out the water supply of mercury, cadmium, aluminum, anything else that was in it. So it's like, we always think, oh, they were stupid with their lead pipes and stuff. It's like, eh, no, they had a way, you know, of cleaning it out and they knew what they were doing. And so, yes, that's just historically. Now, what that does in your body is the same thing. I mean, go take some magnesium and go pour it on some aluminum. Like, you know, we don't have stainless steel anymore because Asia took over a lot of that market. When stainless steel can't be destroyed by this, but if you go pour that magnesium on your refrigerator or your sink now, because they're kind of stainless, but they're not really, it'll destroy your sink. It'll destroy your sink. It'll rust it. And so you're like, oh, why would I want to put that in my body? It's like, well, because we're in that era of time where we have to like use something strong to stop the strong stuff that's in there, you mm -hmm. know, without going into medical slavery and all those drugs and stuff. We do use that to take apart metals quickly. You can see it acting quickly. And so it takes apart the aluminum. It's very well known for that. We have studies on our website that they did on hair and blood analysis. They watched people, they watched the levels come down of the mercury, aluminum, arsenic, other things through using it over a three or four month period. And it kept going down for three or four months after that period, which shows how it stores and how the body uses it. But no, it's, we need this stuff to come out because we do get it from everywhere, from beer cans to cooking and you go in any restaurant to all sorts of packaging materials are all have aluminum built into them. Even though they they look plastic, there's aluminum, there's all sorts of stuff going on. And so we do get a lot of it in daily and we try to get this stuff out. It does come through the air, through the fabrication of concrete, through jet fuel flying over, through nanoparticles. It comes into the eyes. We can't stop it. It's not just the lungs. And so without being like conspiracy, this is still pretty general stuff like jet fuel. This is all real stuff, you know? Like, yeah. Wow. You don't even have to get to the level of conspiracy. Uh, yeah. There's already a level that's working already. There's plenty of stuff. I mean, uh, and from vaccines and all yeah. this stuff, there's always stuff in there. Mercy. I want to talk a little bit about your particular product because I love it so much. And I know when I was there, 
when I was at the fair and I saw you, what really stood out to me was that it was a glass bottle. It wasn't a plastic bottle. I had seen them in plastic bottles before. And at the time I was taking a pill, I was taking magnesium glycinate because everybody said that was the most absorbable, blah, 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 blah. And so anyways, tell us a little bit about why it's in a, a, a glass bottle. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word of a glass, a glass okay. bottle. I have it right well, here in my hand. I'll tell you two things real quick, just because one thing you just mentioned was about the glycinate. Mm -hmm. One thing a lot of people don't know, and this is something that your first level of your skin is acidic. The second level is fat. And so as it starts to take that chloride molecule in from the ocean in a natural state or topical, that first layer breaks that chloride down into more of what we would call a citrate, right? And then as it goes deeper into the body, that fat association turns it into something closer to glycinate. And so the body's creating all the stuff they're making. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Yeah. That explains, that's why yeah. it's so powerful too in itself. And that might be how they figured out how to make all this stuff <laughs> because oh, they figured wow. out like how the body really did it. And we're learning about this stuff too. The body's more powerful. It doesn't mean that they're wrong to build those products. Those products are good because they speed up a process for you in a sense. But once you start learning this global way to do it without harming the kidneys long-term, then you don't really need them anymore, right? Wow. But there is some truth to needing them in certain pinches, yes. So I'm not against that. I'm just like explaining that. And then as far as the glass goes, it's so easy in this. I lived in France. In France, if you put a glass bottle next to a plastic bottle, they're buying the glass bottle no matter what. And in America, it's even the reverse now. People are like, I don't want to break it. Or I don't know what I'd do with that. That doesn't look like everything else. Let's not buy that. You know, like we're in a different world here. And so we might have to put our glass bottle in a box in order to hide the fact that it's glass eventually to get people to buy it. That's kind of where we're at now, but we're, we're not going to change that because it's very important because as soon as you get endocrine disruptors in there, like you can't help a sm small amount of endocrine disruptors in any industrial situation. And that's coming you, from the plastic, the plastic itself. Yeah. The plastics leach, the olive oil people, they started off doing some of the plastics at the industrial level and they even canceled that because it ruined the taste of the olive oil. And then it also oh. ruined the preemption. It would go back, like all these things were happening. And so a lot of them backed out of it, went back in Spain, the biggest olive oil exporter. And then they also tested them on the explosion of endocrine disruptors. Most of the endocrine explosion of endocrine disruptors happens when you mul when you pour into user end products. So when you multiply times 10,000 little baby bottles, that's when you multiply the exposure. If you just leave it for shipping purposes or whatever, it's different than whenever you multiply it. It's the multiplication that they've noticed. It's at that stage that now, and they sit on the stage, they sit on the shelf, and then they get contaminated by halogen, and then it starts to break down even more. And then as you use it, the oxygen starts to break it down. And so you end up getting all this stuff into the body. And you could say, well, look, we do that with cheese and everything else. And so what can we do? It's like, well, the worst thing you want to weaponize is magnesium. Because magnesium, it has all the keys and locks to all the cells and everything. It'll just bring those straight down into the cell instead of taking going into your cell and pulling them out, which is what we want. We want the magnesium naked enough to be able to pull those same things out of your body and get them out like we saw with the athletes where it's coming out as you sweat. And so then you start to not have these strange weight gain and things that are uncontrollable because they're coming through hormonal systems. They're mm. not coming through just like calorie systems. They're coming, mm. coming through a whole other system. That's why we got to get out of that stuff 
and glass is the way out. And so I think that if they try to trap us into this plastic world, there's going to be consequences for health. I'm hoping that glass has a comeback. That's what we're trying to do now is bring it back to on our end into Amazon and everything else. And we're about to change our branding, but that's on a separate note. But we are going to stay with the blue and the glass and all that. Okay. I'll still be able to find you on the website and everything. You'll like it more. It's better. It's a lifestyle and less wordy and it's going to be a better thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. I'll be looking forward to this. Although I love what we have already. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your story with magnesium. Did you yourself have a deficiency and go through anything and this brought you to want to use this? Because you mentioned that you were doing the baths and everything else. Were you personally struggling with something? No, that's the funny thing is I actually was a naturopath studying supplements and different things and food and in France. And this supplement got to me very early on. This was probably 12 years ago, 13. And so I was kind of at the beginning of this kind of supplement and not in the American market, unfortunately, but over there. And so I started it out and I don't know if it was an angel. I don't know what it was, but something just said, this is what you need to do. Wow. This came in very clearly that I needed to do this. So I just went with it. But the thing is, is I started using it and I was like, I don't have any pain. I'm fine. I don't understand. But what happened was after about two or three weeks into it, I started to realize I was less stressed, less sensitive to noise. There was almost like a nebulous kind of thing happened. And I was like, wow, okay, it did get me. And so I started to realize that it just was helping kind of calm the nerves or something. And then what I ended up using it for with teeth and all these other things, it started to explode in different areas. So teeth was a big one for me because I had pain. This was the only thing that could solve it. Hmm. And you mentioned something about magnesium and blood clots. Do you mind going into that? How does magnesium help with that? Well, if you do a lot of studying on blood clots and magnesium, you always find it's such a diverse effect that it has an upregulate, downregulate, that sometimes it's almost like, what's it really doing, right? It's not always clear, but it's always positive. What we've realized is that it, magnesium, the only thing that they've come to the conclusion on is that it seems to, because of the flexibility thing, that's why I try to get people back to my way of looking at it, which is more simple. Because the flexibility thing, what it's going to do is within a clot, that is not going to be as clotted. And so that flexibility is going to have a different kind of shape and feel and breakdown ability and time lapse. It's going to fall apart quicker. It's going to be back to health quicker. It's going to be this kind of like slower game of what it does. Yeah. Magnesium has a positive effect on clots, especially on fibrinogen and how it affects the clot staying power. Mm. It, it keeps it from having staying power. That makes so much more sense. It's not always just about doing the splits, apparently. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's you know, flexibility, even with your vessels wow. and everything. Wow. So it has a, an interesting quality. It's like got a viscosity that you feel in that the topical, you can feel that that viscosity actually works to that same advantage with the clot. Mm. Because it's almost like a type of loosening agent in a way. And so magnesium... And this is like, you could study it. The fibrinogen is basically where a lot of the magnesium studies and clots are, where they speak about it. But the simplified version of it is the flexibility and how it works with the clot. And it doesn't allow for it to maybe be as harmful and definitely not as aggregated long-term. So it plays a positive role. Now, I'm sure that 
not having too much calcium in the blood. And there's all sorts of other stuff that play positive roles. I just want to give you the floor a little bit just to talk about your product, maybe how much it costs, where it'd be best to put it. And I know you call it medical magnesium on the site. Am I wrong about that? I think I've used the word full spectrum and other things. Like I've tried to stay away. Maybe medicals come through at one point, but you got to be careful there because there's probably some really cheap magnesium that they're calling medical grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, because medical grade is no longer the hype anymore. Mm -hmm. Like now when something says medical grade, it's like USP grade. Like it's the Asian solvent treated version of this stuff. And that's, it's like generic. And so medical grade is like, "Mm, I don't know if I want (laughs) to, let's try a new term right right it's almost like but i'm trying to stick with full spectrum but when you say full spectrum people think oh you need nine different types of magnesium and it's like no full spectrum means for me it means that you're actually getting something in its full like you know spectrum because nature created it that Mm. way and not because man got in there and puts all this stuff and staples it together and makes a full spectrum product. It's like, no, this is full spectrum by its own nature because it comes in nature the way it is. And so that has its own spectrum that hasn't been cut or separated or solvent treated or plasticated or any of these other things. And so we protect the molecule just in its own nature. The water goes down at two miles. It touches the stone. It creates a brine pool. We bring the brine pool up. We bottle that in glass. We don't do anything to it, right? And so for that kind of process, you don't have that on the market because it's so much easier to just use cheap strata where you're at. So like you could be in Salt Lake, just use the strata there, right? But the problem is, is you got to extract the bromine, you got to extract other stuff out of it and potassium, and then you got to use chemicals to extract. And then you have this base generic man purified magnesium. And they call it pure USP and all this kind of medical grade. But this is a whole nother thing. This is like God grade or like (laughs) nature. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's another grade. (laughs) Like leave it alone grade. (laughs) It's the holy grail of magnesium. Anyways, that's pretty awesome. So is there a certain place on the body that's more readily absorbed? When someone's going to use your magnesium and they put it on, I usually just put it on my arms. I'm not going to lie. The other day I was, because I do read your site. I read all of it. You've got so much information on there. I think everybody should go there and read it. And it talked about cellulite. So now I don't just put it on my arms. I put it all over. I'm just like, just in case, even preventative measures, just in case, you know, I just love it so much. But is there any place that is more readily absorbed in the body that you'd recommend putting it on? I don't know. Some men like it on the head. And then if you wash your head, depending on how much hair or it really stings. Basically, as soon as there's grease, it's not going to sting as much because the grease blocks it. So you have to realize your hair is most of the holes in your skin don't have a hair in them, but they're the same holes that have hair, right? And but there's thousands of them, and these get easily get clustered with grease, right? So you're not going to feel it as much. But sometimes they'll wash their head and then they'll do a super hard sting because they're getting it in, and we're realizing it helps pull aluminum out of the brain now. So so oh, wow. there's a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, they won't tell you that on TV because they'll be like, no, the blood brain barrier, this guy's ridiculous. And it's like, no, that you've just been marketed. <laughs> the yeah. blood brain. You know, it's like the blood brain barrier they're finding out now has vascular ganglia. And mm-hmm. it does. It's it, the most mind blowing thing for scientists is that the body and the cells and even the blood brain barrier are called selectively permeable. They hate that, that the body can selectively choose or not. 
things. And so nothing is impenetrable. It depends on what's been put there. And the body's intelligent. And there's even people who say it doesn't even absorb through the skin because this is dead. All this is dead tissue on the edge of your skin. And, and then you take a microscope and you see all these vascular ganglia. And it's just like, but they just can't like, I'm like, wait, where they see death, there's probably life, <laughs> you know, because there's something missing there. So it does come through, uh, through this area. And then, so I guess this the armpits, a lot of people go there. Oh, we really? Might start, we might start doing a deodorant because people use it for deodorant. No um, way. Cause it helps kill the bacteria too. Yeah. yeah well, putting yeah. it there for the whole day. Yeah. It's a salt. Bacteria doesn't grow in salt. And so all of these things do that. But I like to do the legs just because it's furthest from the heart and it's easy. It's practical. We also teach people like truckers who hate products. They hate anything on the skin. Even doctors, we get some doctors, well, I don't want to do And I'm just like, just let it sit for 20 minutes and then go shower it all off. Like do before you're going to take your shower of the day, just dose up. And sit there and watch TV for a minute and then just go, you know, but you have to always leave it 20 minutes. Leave it 20 minutes. And is it more beneficial if you leave it longer or does it not really matter? Or 20 it, minutes, yeah. is that like you, it? You get, you get more of your money's worth if you leave it longer. Okay. But, just curious. But for some people for on the practical side, then just skip it. Do what you need to do. But you don't take this stuff orally. It'd kind of be pointless you, you could yeah, you, can. you can you can take it orally the french do during flu season they'll take a few sprays and some water boom you can do that that doesn't hurt i wouldn't take it a lot of people like there's this big product called calm everybody takes it like this calm product but what i try to tell you is like, if you use our stuff instead of calm you're at ten thousand times better level of purity first wow. of all yeah so why don't you just use that if you're going to go do it with calm do it with this but the right. problem is, is what we try to tell people on top of that is long-term calm is not healthy for the kidneys. Oh. Anything that's bitter and you're drinking it, mm -hmm. the bitterness of a plant is one thing, but the bitterness of a mineral is the body saying toxic. Oh, that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Because I, I can't handle that. Don't do that. Uh, or I'll flush you. And that's what it'll do. It'll flush yeah. you if you take too much of it. And it's basically what we don't realize is that we're happy. We're like, oh, it's laxative. It's like, no, the body's going, no, kidney life, kidney life. Don't do this all the time. It's like drinking salt water. Your body will let you know it doesn't want to do that. I used to take it a lot. Someone would give it to me because I would be so constipated. I ended up getting diagnosed with lupus and then struggling with that. And I remember they tell me to take calm. And in my head, I was thinking that, oh, good, it's working because it's like a laxative, like you said. But yeah. later, it was just later down the road through a lot of a lot of struggles. <laughs> I realized that was not my answer. And yeah, so really enjoyed your transdermal. I kind of lost my thought. I don't know where I was going. I all of a sudden forgot. But back to you. I love your transdermal magnesium. I mean, at the end of the day, that was, oh, I know also because I also lost a lot of hair with lupus. Mm. And so I was curious, is it going to help stimulate blood flow to my head by putting it on there? Stimulating you know, blood maybe flow? Like, it's like a once a month thing. It doesn't have to be a, a, all the time, but okay. once a month, you could try to, when your head's washed really clean and you just try to get like a dose of a big sting coming through your head, like once a month. Yeah, that could be a smart move, but doing it all the time and some, no, but getting a dose through, yeah, that's going to be smart. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. I love that. I was reading through your website and kind of the amazing things it's used for like wound healing. Do you mind if I read some of them? Sure. Go ahead. 
Okay. It, it talked about accelerating wound healing. I'm guessing that's because it also carries that oxygen to your body and the power of that. Uh, it's used during the war to heal wounds, but they would cut it with 80% water. And it's the same for gums. So these softer kind of realities like that, 80% water, and then you have like a really powerful healer. If you do it pure for wounds or for the gums, the gums hate that. And so does the, the wound. <laughs> like, oh. so it's all about the right dilution. Interesting. <clears throat> and then I just wanted to also throw this one out. It said it plays a a key role in sexual sphere and fertility. And I think you were talking about like hormones too. Mm. It's the base of all hormone production is magnesium um, catalyzation that creates, it's at the origin of a lot of the creation of hormones. So yeah, you have to have the mag deficiency covered and high quality. It plays into that system. It's not going to cover hereditary deficient pictures that mama gave. That's another world there. But anything to do with sickness, yes. But hereditary, no. Okay. Thanks. I really appreciate you coming on this podcast. I want to give you time to speak a little bit to my listeners, whatever you want to say, maybe helpful tips or advice to them that they can do today to help make a difference for tomorrow. There's a few simple things that people could do that I find powerful. Finding raw milk source is a good first start. Learning to make broth finding the, the ways to do that, getting parts and learning how to make farmer's cheese, which is in my book, which is made very simply from raw milk. And it does takes no work at all. Very simple. You just have to learn to let it sit a little bit like broth. People are like, oh, you make a great broth. I'm like, no, I just come back in 24 hours. Wait a second. And so you have a book. I don't know about this. Yeah. I've got a book somewhere on the website that goes into the food side <clears throat> called the mysteries of nutrition self-published for now, but at some point maybe I'll <clears throat> do something bigger with it. But anyway, this is separate from the magnesium, but I'm just saying learning the, how to get the raw milk to work for you. Cause a lot of people go buy raw milk and then they drink it and they're like, Oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. Learning how to turn it into farmer's cheese and make this beautiful product with it that you eat with honey and learning how to make broth and just a couple and maybe k2 learning through the book like where to find real k2 from emu oil and certain other things on other deficiencies there's like three major deficiencies right the d and the k2 and the mag and so these few little gestures i call them life changes but if they're put in place they start to produce results beyond what you would think a medicine or another thing would do i always recommend kind of having to do life changes, which sucks because people are like, like my mother, she never wanted to do a life change. And then she bought a crock pot and then she figured out a way. And then she found like, the right chicken thing that worked for her. And she just started making broth and she started to get healthier. And I was like, you know, long-term health and broth go together. And so just little things, if I could pass on, they're kind of like boring, I guess, but it's a big deal. Those two, at least. And then covering your deficiencies. I always try to get people out of medical slavery as much as possible. I don't believe that all of medicine is slavery and there's needs for certain things from mental health to different, there's realities out there and there's all sorts of stuff people need and that's totally fine. But if you can get it down to a very small amount, you're probably going to be better off, you know? So it's just about getting people enough skills and tools to where they don't have to be overly dependent on the, the whole system. <clears throat> oh, thanks so much. I'm excited that you have a book. I don't know why I didn't see that. 
but that's next on my list now to check out. Uh, so thanks, Daniel. I appreciate having I'll, you on I'll here and sharing you, everything. I'll send you the PDF for free. And so I'll just send it over to you like tomorrow or something. So. Oh, that is so great. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to read that. I, I can't wait. So I want to thank you for coming on to the show and real quick. I just want to encourage all my listeners to go to the hardertradition.com and check out this website, guys. He's got amazing products, the transdermal magnesium. I use it. I love it. It's been a game changer for me. And I just want to encourage you to get on there and learn about it. Learn about how powerful it is. And what so many people asked, I forgot, they want to know what form of magnesium you're using. I know you mentioned it, but it was called. Chloride. It's always chloride when it's topical. Chloride. Chloride, yeah. always chloride when it's topical. Gotcha. That's what's, it's like the C and chloride is the main molecule in the C. And what some people don't know is when you eat like some almonds or something that has magnesium in it and or bread and your hydrochloric acid works on that carbonate structure, it re-chlorifies it. So mm -hmm. it re-chlorides. Like the master molecule in the body is chloride. The body keeps going back to that. So come from that down. And that's why glycinate and all these things, they can be made from chloride. You can glycinate the chloride and mm. stuff like that. But what we try to tell people is when you're doing it through the skin, like I said, you don't have to chase all these brands and stuff anymore because you can get it through this way. And yes, you can do both internal and external. That's fine. But if you do a little more external and less internal, once again, with this whole dependency thing, your kidneys long-term will be better off. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. So you guys check them out. That is theheartoftradition.com. Oh, and check out his podcast too. That's pretty interesting. And he's got so much information that we didn't even get close to covering. I love listening to your podcast. You give so much knowledge, even such a small amount of time sometimes. I'll be like, oh, this is eight minutes. So I'll listen to like four podcasts before I go to bed sometimes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can listen to all these. And it's just a wealth of knowledge. So thank you so wow. much for That's coming great. on here. And I hope to have you on actually again in the future. Yeah, great. Perfect. So yeah, thank you for having me and I'd be back whenever you need me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to check out his website at The Heart of Tradition. And don't forget to check out my website too, guys, at myhealthrenewed.com and see what we have for you and what we can do for you. Be sure to like, follow, and share. Okay. That's it. That, that's it. Have a great day.